Workday Afternoon Replay from Money FM 89.3. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to The Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. Ogas Benson, an executive recruitment solutions firm, has committed itself to supporting local charities. Their annual charity challenge provides an opportunity for all their global colleagues to get involved with fundraising and volunteering for worthy causes. Hosting a rowing challenge, Ergus Bernson works towards raising funds for Global Charity Challenge. All funds raised in Singapore from the Global Charity Challenge went to the Singapore Children's Society in 2017 and Childs at Street 11 in 2018. In 2019, they are continuing to support local children and education, with sponsorship going straight to Club Rainbow Singapore to support children with various chronic and life-threatening illnesses. Money FM 89.3 welcomes Andy Reese, managing partner of Ogres Bernson, Southeast Asia, to discuss all of this good stuff and good vibrations of the company. Welcome to the show. I love that you picked children. It's been a while since I spoke to a charity that went with children. Why is that? Well, I think, you know, I mean, one of the things that we do, Clarissa, and just a clarity there, we're actually Odgers, not Ogres. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it is a challenging name, I know, Odgers Bernson. But every year what we do is we have a, a, a little bit of a, a poll around the office and mm-hmm. people recommend um, charities that they'd like us to support each year. Mm-hmm. And it's always, I mean, for the last two or three years, it's always been children's charities that have percolated to the top. And I think the reason behind that is it's something that most people have that intuitive, that emotional, that DNA connection, you know, children. I mean, they're our future, right? So it's something I think that resonates with us all on my team here in Singapore. And, uh, you know, we've enjoyed all of the uh, the charities that we've supported. And these charities that you come together with a committee to decide on them or the whole office has a, has a say? It's, it's the whole office. Uh, so what we'll do is the whole office will, will vote mm-hmm. or, if, sorry, the, the whole office will cast a vote right. for the nominated charities and then the winner is, is obviously from the, the majority of votes there. So it, it is a, a, a team decision. All know. right. Let's talk to us about why Club Rainbow then. Well, that's, uh, the, I mean, the whole thing about children with chronic illnesses, right? It's I mean, heartbreaking. It's isn't heartbreaking. It? You know, I'm, I'm a father. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, and I, I started a little bit later in life. My young one is seven. I was 54 when she was born, you mm-hmm. know, so it perhaps took me a, a while to realize that emotional connection that parents have. Um, but as soon as you do realize that, and even for people that aren't parents, children, there is just something heartbreaking about, you know, doing the right thing. For kids, whether that's, you know, in education, if they're not supported, but chronic illnesses and doing the best that you can to help their lives for as however long they are on this planet, I mm-hmm. think is, is, is just amazing. Yeah. So what was the participation this year that the company undertook for the, the charity? Right. Well, so, so far, it's really just been financial donation. We mm-hmm. haven't really been able to, to engage at a... Uh, at a, at a, um, uh, a regular basis with these guys. I think much of that is down to the nature of the charity, right? Kids with chronic illness. Um, we'd like to try and figure out a way that we can maybe uh, do trips or do visits with them mm-hmm. in much the same way that we did with Child Street 11 mm-hmm. um, the year before. You know, obviously, there you've got 
fit and able-bodied kids, you can do a lot more with them then. Sure. Um, so it really is, you know, the more that we can do in the coming months will we'll really be dependent upon, you know, the charity's availability for us to really engage at the... Uh, at, a, at, a, at a tactical uh, tacit level, if you like. All right, walk yeah. us back. When mm. did you start undertaking these kind of CSR endeavours? Right. It was, it's something for me that, that first started in my career back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. uh, working for a technology company whose founder had at the heart of our core values, um, you know, the stakeholders being shareholders, employees and the communities within which we work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very uh, early, way before anybody was thinking that. Very early, to the point, frankly speaking, where I said to him as he hired me, I mean, what do you really mean by that, Jim? <laughs> I know that sounds awful these days, but I'm, seriously, back then it was quite an unusual thing. Back then it was much more around educational support for kids that didn't have the ability and, you know, helping them to be educated and thus drive more social mobility. That's kind of what it was around back then. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of was my first view on, uh, on a company really participating in, in um, social responsibility. Right. For us at Odgers, it's been um, resident in all of our offices in, in isolation for a long time. Right. But I think what's, what really drove the momentum was somebody had the idea about doing a global challenge that drove to the rowing challenge that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. that pulled all of the, 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 the company together globally. And we're, what are we, about 2,500 people worldwide. Um, and really with a common initiative. So it culturally did a fantastic thing. But then we pulled together all of the charities that each of us were doing. And it drove the contributions, obviously, upwards significantly because we were doing this global rowing challenge and mm-hmm. enabled us to to get a lot more contributions and fundraising around that around that event. And it's become an annual fixed in the diary every uh, every January, February. And all your clients know it. And all the clients know it, absolutely. And they contribute to it, which is fantastic. Do they come and heckle you? Um, they don't, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I'm actually glad they don't. I mean, one year I, I actually couldn't row. I'd had some shoulder surgery, um, but the team in Singapore... Uh, kind of said I have to do something so I, I actually dressed up as a prima donna ballerina for the whole event so I'm kind of glad I would have come and heckled you <laughs> <laughs> it did we, help raise some money though I have to I, say I bet it yeah. did we are speaking to Andy Rees managing partner Odges Burnson Southeast Asia. Now, since 2017, all the funds from these rowing challenges have been committed to working with children and I think that's absolutely wonderful but I'm playing devil's advocate here why not Animals. Mm. We're not dogs. Yeah, taking dogs off the street, maybe. Yeah, and, and you know that. I mean, th- those uh, charities have been put in the in the bucket every year. Mm. Um, it comes down to a majority vote, right? Really, you know, and that's the thing. You know, it's a. I'm being an animal lover. I would love to see something <laughs> along those lines, but really, it's you know, it's the majority vote every year, right? And and I think the the experiences that we had starting with Child Child Street Eleven where we actually read every week some members of staff, two of us would go and read to the kids, mm-hmm. you know, so to get them engaged in reading. I think that memory has lasted with, with everybody. So the, the children, the child uh, charities um, percolate to the top every year. But be interesting to see what happens next year. Okay, well, we yeah. spoke about this even before we turned the microphone on, and you just mentioned it again. One of your first jobs, it was someone who was very forward-thinking, was, was very concerned with the community within which you worked, the company existed in, that's very forward-thinking. Today, 
it's kind of shifted because you've got this young workforce coming into the market who are looking at what a company is about. And they're saying, I don't want to work for this guys because, you know, they don't have a very strong CSR or they don't stand behind something I believe in. Mm. Has, so what with what you do, has that shifted because there is this new workforce that's coming in with those ideas and ideals? Um, I wouldn't say it's been a conscious decision, Clarissa, to shift it, but I think the the buy-in and the momentum from the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have a, we have a young team at, at Odgers Burnson, right? So I think you naturally have that momentum and that commitment and that you know that 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 consciousness from from the team that they want to do something and they want to do something genuine. And I think what where that kind of shifts the dial slightly is more to active engagement, mm-hmm. right? So I think, you know, companies that, that, that contribute profit to, to charities is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But what I see people like is that active engagement. Um, and that's what we saw particularly with Child Street 11, not going back to them because of any other reason than we did actively engage regularly. And you could see the team would come back with a glow and a smile when we'd done stuff with, mm-hmm. with the kids there. You know, so, so that, I think, made the difference, really, is that, that active engagement. The, the, the team just have that momentum amongst themselves. You know, people want to do it. But yeah. they want to do they it. They want to do it. So how does this program grow from here? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're sort of bounded by the fact that we live on a relatively small island, right, right. With, a, with a finite number of charities. Um, uh, you I, could start your own. We could start our own. That's an interesting one, actually. I hadn't considered that. I hadn't considered that. Um, and what we tried to do, you know, to date anyway, is, is, is take on a new charity every year. Mm-hmm. There was some thinking this year that, well, perhaps we should, you know, support a charity for longer than a 12-month mm-hmm. period. And there's probably some, some relevance in that, perhaps, I think. You know, you get more embedded into the charity. You can do more things. You evolve. You grow your engagement. I mean, the fact of what we do is executive search, you know, with youngsters and, you know, the whole thing about learning and our CEO for a day program. All of those kind of things, I think, contribute more the longer you're engaged with a with a se- with a section of society or a charity. Right. Um, so maybe that's what we'll we'll think about is longer term engagement with the charity, perhaps rather than cycling through. Uh, we're not a big company here, right? We're twenty twenty two people in Singapore, mm-hmm. about one hundred and fifty in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is the team size and what can we do that's meaningful at the end of the day. Right. That, that's really what I think what it comes down to. All right, we're yeah. speaking to Andy Reese, managing partner, Odgers Burnson, Southeast Asia. Perfect. Did I get you it? Absolutely. Do did. I get the job then? You nailed it. You nailed it, Clarissa. <laughs> yeah. Now, how does the company work with your partners, with your clients, to raise the funds and then raise awareness for the charities that you adopt? Yeah, yeah, great question. Interestingly, the, the you know we we advertise and communicate. We send. Uh, we have very good relationships. So with you're our shameless clients. about We're it. Absolutely shameless. <laughs> We're hussies, I have to say. Um, but 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 people buy into it, right? They like that kind of thing. Uh, and interestingly enough, this year we also have an annual event, um, uh, a client event, uh, where we also do a CEO for a day awards with mm-hmm. students from from the universities. Mm-hmm. So this year we had, for example, we had books from Child Street 11. They did a fantastic book written by the kids, you know, What Do They See Singapore in, I think it was 2065. Mm-hmm. Lo- lovely, lovely books. So we bought, I can't remember, 50 or 100 of them. And we auctioned them off with our, with our clients mm-hmm. at this annual event, um, which was back in February this year. or no, sorry, April. And so everybody's bidding and buying these books. So again, there was an ongoing thing and, and the 
our, our, our um, corporate community just absolutely love being part of that. You know, so it's because it, once again, it's children. It's children. There you go. There you go. So it, it's 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 hard to have a bias, um, but it's it's hard not, <laughs> not to, to, right? You know, I mean. Should I apologize for that? Maybe not, but no, you know. I think the children are quite happy to be on the receiving end of the assistance. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. All right, so let's talk about sustainability. Everyone is talking about mm. sustainability. Are you going into that realm as well? Yeah, now that's a, I think that sustainability in itself is a oh my crikey, Moses, that it's a box of many things, right? Sure. Whether you look at environmental challenges whether you have views on climate issues or emergencies, mm-hmm. whatever your thoughts are around that. But we as a company, certainly from an environmental, ecological perspective, have a, have a very proactive and, uh, um, and forward-thinking view on that. In, in fact, our, our quarterly magazine, which is, is sent out globally, the one that's just released Monday this week, mm-hmm. is dedicated to sustainability. So we've got corporate leaders from all over the globe writing about what they do as a company right. internally around sustainability. Um, and that, I think, is a huge initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, again, being a small company here, of course, there are the usual things. You try not to use disposable and all of that stuff and paper mm-hmm. management, et cetera, being electronic. But I think when you see uh, um, a really well-written and well-contributed uh, magazine like this from global leaders all over the world right. – it kind of shows the focus and the momentum that we encourage within our candidate and client community as well. And that dialogue, of course, right? One of the um, business leaders that I interviewed in an earlier session said the hardest part about sustainability beyond you know, initi- initiating it is sustaining it with a company and, and growing it because mm. at some point you are in it as a business, mm. So the balance to strike is a very difficult one, and it's constantly shifting. Do you see that with your clients? Um, I, I think so, but we're certainly seeing much more focus from our clients these days, much more focus. I think for a long time there was a voice around sustainability. Mm-hmm. There was a voice around you know, the environment, but not so much action. Right. But I think that's certainly changed. That has certainly changed. I think there is probably a mixed view on climate emergency, climate, you know, the the extreme view of that versus the other issues around that. I think there's a balanced view and there are different different minds of thought, different trains of thought mm-hmm. around that. But certainly from an environmental sustainability perspective, without a doubt, I would say most of the companies that we engage with are very clear uh, on their on the differences that they can make as uh, as entities to uh, to help in in the in the global efforts around sustainability. Okay, before I let you go, what about future initiatives from the company? What's next? Well, the rowing, that's for sure. Okay, um, that's, that's next. That's already committed If you're going to put on a tutu, I'm coming <laughs> next year. <laughs> I think I've been banned from wearing that again, actually, Clarissa. Um, like we can find you something else. <laughs> uh, so that's committed in, uh, in January this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue with our CEO for a day program, which okay. is – hugely successful and been supported by many local... I've interviewed some of the kids from CEO for you, a day. You did, I think, with um, uh, with Harry from Property Guru, I think, if I remember rightly. Possibly, uh, anyway. I can't remember, but anyway. I remember the kids more than I remember <laughs> the CEO. <laughs> Most people do, but again, understandably. So we'll continue that. That's into its third year now. Mm-hmm. Um, the rowing challenge is into its third year. 
you know, maybe we'll see a charity that isn't kid-oriented or kid-centered next year. I, I vote don't for know. animals. You know what? It's a big part of me. I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. Um, well, I love animals, frankly speaking. And sure. my seven-year-old is uh, is hugely supportive of, of animals. So let's see where, the, where it ends up next year. But, uh, you know, as, as a company, we continue to think of what else can we do to support the environment, the community within which we work. That still resonates with me from Crumbs almost 30 years ago. Yeah, and I have a great what team an example of he said he did he did the gentleman's name was Jim Carricker mm-hmm. uh, as it happens the founder of a company called Aspect he's retired now but uh, yeah certainly left a message for me that's for sure that's yeah. wonderful thank you so much Andy Reese, for coming in and talking to us today on Money FM 89.3 thank you Clarissa to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store